Welcome to the Crystal Sparks Podcast. We are so glad you are here. Our one goal of this podcast is to grow your faith and help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Now here is Crystal Sparks. This is the message that I shared at Sisterhood, which is our annual event that we do with our church, and it was incredible. This was our biggest one yet, and God did amazing things. So with all that said, let's jump into today's content. We are going to be in Joshua chapter 1, Joshua chapter 1, and I'm going to kind of hop around a little bit, but it's going to be good. Joshua chapter 1, in verse 3, it says, Every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread, that... I have given you as I promised Moses. And then let's just jump down to verse six. Be strong, confident, and of good courage for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Keep going. Only you be strong and very courageous that you may do according to all. Somebody say all. The law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, and you may observe it and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way, he shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong, vigorous, and very very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed for the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. And then let's just jump over to verse 18. We're going to read that last part. Only be strong, vigorous, and be of good courage. Can we pray as we continue our time together? Jesus, we just thank you so much. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in this house. And God, right now, I thank you that this is a God-appointed word at a God-appointed time. Father, I thank you that every ear is open and receptive, that every heart will be softened for the seed of the word of God. Father, I declare that every life will be changed, that no one will leave the same. In Jesus' name, and everybody who believed it said... Amen. Amen. You know, I, I'm one of those people, I don't know about you guys, but there's things that you like that you think you don't like. Is anybody else like that? Like when somebody says, do you want a tuna sandwich? You're like, ugh. Who would ever eat tuna ever, right? But then you eat a tuna sandwich and you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. Like, I, I kind of like this. Kale is that way, right? Like when you think of kale, nobody's ever like, man, I would love some kale right now. You know, it would be good kale. Never. But then when you eat it, you're like, why have we been apart for so long? Like, I love you. This is great. Okay, so for me, one of those things is karaoke. When somebody says karaoke, I'm like, lame. Right? So I showed up at the worship team Christmas party. I came and we're there and, and they're like, guys, we are going to have the most amazing party. It's going to be incredible. And I'm thinking like, wow, like what is KK going to do? Is she going to do something amazing? Is this going to be incredible? Is she going to drop through the hub ceiling? Like what's going to happen? Right? And so we get there and she's like, you're never going to guess. We are going to do karaoke. I'm like, this is what you've been planning? Like you have one chance to do a Christmas party and it's karaoke. So they, they open it up, open mic, who's gonna go first? And it's always awkward to be the first person to start singing, right? And so somebody finally is like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get up there. I'm gonna sing, I've got this. And so they sing. Well, then one person goes up and then by about song four, I'm like, 
I mean, I'm feeling karaoke because like people start throwing you back to songs that you're like, I forgot about that song. So next thing I know, I can't even sit. Like I'm in the back, I'm dancing, I'm feeling it. I'm like getting, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, like singing because I'm that loud, awkward person. Salem, you know, we were back there. Emily, you were back there. My daughter was back there. We were all having the best time. And, and I was like, I love karaoke. And so what we're gonna do real quick is I'm going to start off a song. This is really my worship team tryout. I've been waiting for years for this moment. I'm a terrible singer. I'm just going to go ahead and let you know. But I'm going to sing the first part. I'm just going to prove it to you that you like karaoke because you're going to be able to finish it. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? Here we go. Are you ready? When I point to you, you got to finish it. Are you ready? All right, it's fun to stay at the YMCA. Yeah, that felt good, didn't it? Okay, here we go, here we go. Here's another one. See if you get this one. Sweet Caroline. Yes, you're so good. Good times never felt so good. Yes, you guys are good. Okay, um, how about this? Oh, I've got friends in. Whoa, stop, stop, stop. Don't go past that. (laughs) Y'all are some heathens. How do you know that song? I'm questioning where you've been on other Friday nights. (laughs) But here's the thing. Like, we all love a good song, right? Like, when a song comes on and you know it, you're like, yeah. I was driving here, and for some reason, Spotify picked Def Leppard for me. Y'all, I was in all my feels. I was like, it was so good. I didn't listen to it once. I listened to it three times. Y'all thought I was listening to Hosanna and the Highest on the way here. And I'm walking out to Def Leppard. It was so good. And so, but we love a good song. Why? Because an old song can throw us back and make us remember. Every song has a memory tied to it, right? When certain songs come on, like in an instant, you're able to remember exactly where you were, what was happening, what was going on. And that's what makes songs so fun. You know, I read recently that we, we think 50,000 thoughts a day. And of those 50,000, we repeat the same phrase 95% of the time. We're continuously cycling over the same thought over and over and over again. You know, I think about this, and as I was praying for sisterhood and asking God, like, what do you want to say to your people? I got Psalm 98, verse 1, and it says this Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, a new song, for he has done marvelous things, you know, and then when I was sitting down there in worship, I was like, and our, our worship team sang a new song. And you know, new songs are always awkward. When you first hear a song on the radio and it's brand new, are you guys like me? And I'm like, I hate it. Don't like it. I remember when Braylee came home one day and she was like, mom, you've got to hear Khalid. Like you will love him. And the first time I heard it, I was like, I hate this. And then now I'm like, Braylee, put on Khalid. Like, <laughs> Just put it on, mom. Just put it on, Braylee. Just, I love this, right? Because a new song always feels awkward. Why? Because you don't know the words. It's not familiar to you. And I love that God is infatuated with doing something new. He says, it's time to sing a new song. See, you knew those songs that I just told you because they're old songs. And I want to tell you that I believe that God's brought you here tonight because he's ready for to do a new thing in your life. And he has a new song that he wants to give you. Come on, somebody. 
See, this scripture that we just read in Joshua, Joshua chapter one, God shows up to um, Joshua and he's letting him know, hey, Moses, your servant, Moses is dead. And that season of your life is over. See, Joshua had just been in a season of mourning, mourning for what he thought was going to happen. Because as a young boy, he had journeyed out of Egypt. He had followed Moses, served Moses faithfully. And in his mind, he thought that he was gonna go into the promised land with Moses. And now Moses is gone. And I'll just say, as I prayed and, and I was asking God, what do you wanna say to your people? I felt like there's some of you that you've gone through a season and the thing you thought was going to happen didn't happen. And I feel like God brought you here tonight for me to tell you it's time to sing a new song. That he's gonna give you a new song. But here's the thing is you don't get the new song and keep the old song. You have to leave the old song behind. And I love this because God's letting him know, first thing is that what God, that what has God moved away, you away from? What is God moving you away from? I wanna ask you that question tonight. God is a moving God. I love in Genesis chapter one, it says, and the spirit of the Lord hovered over the waters. God is always on the move. I love, and all throughout Exodus, you see that God led his people by a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. God is a moving God. He's not stationary. He's not staying in one place. But here's the thing so often is we camp out. God tells us to do one thing and we stay there. And 50 years later, we're still on the last thing that God had told us to do. And God's moved on. And I wanna ask you, some of you, when's the last time you asked God, God, what things am I doing that you've called me to do? And what things am I doing? Cause I just feel like I should be filling my schedule with things, right? I remember when I got real honest on my schedule of what are the things that I'm doing because I want people to love me. And what are the things that I'm doing because God's called me to do them? And y'all, my schedule got cut in half quick. House cleaning fell off the schedule. Freedom right there, freedom, right? But no, but for real, because we, we fill our lives with all these things. So I wanna ask you, what things has God moved away from in your life? What assignments, what things are you still doing? What circumstances, what disappointments are you still camped around? Maybe you're like Joshua, like I said, and you're camped around the disappointment. I love the quote that says that life is 10% what happens to us and 90% on how we respond. See, it's not about what happened to you. Somebody else could win with the cards that you've been dealt. Somebody else could work your conditions. Somebody else could get through your circumstance. There's somebody right now that would love to have your life, would love to have the husband you're complaining about, would love to have the kids that you're annoyed at. Come on, somebody. So I wanna ask you, what circumstances are you still holding on to? And God's saying, I'm ready to do a new thing. I'm ready, I'm ready to move you past that old thing. I love in Revelation 21, verse five, this is so good. It says, the one who's seated on the throne said, I make all things new. Write this down. These words are faithful and true. God's a poet. <laughs> no, he says, I, do, I make all things new. Write this down for my words are faithful and they are true. What's interesting is this is in Revelation chapter 21. This is the last book in the Bible. And God's saying, hey guys, guess what? I'm still not done. 
I'm still doing new things. I'm still doing a new work. I'm still looking for ways to make the old things brand new again. Come on, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Old things have passed away, but behold, all things have become new. See, I wanna tell you, you might be in a season of life where you think, man, there's no way that God could use somebody like me. But let me just tell you that God's so good at doing something new with what you call old. But you gotta be willing to let go of the old to grab hold of the new. And Isaiah 43, 19. It says, behold, now I do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? So you could be surrounded by the new and not see it because you're looking over your shoulder at the old. I would liken it to this. You can't drive a car if you're looking in the rear view mirror, right? You have to look out in front of you. And some of you keep saying, my best days are behind me. God's done. There's no way that this is gonna get better. My life's never gonna work out. Quit looking at what did happen and start looking at what God's about to do. God says, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? But so often we're so infatuated with the old. See, I love this because God's letting Joshua know, I'm gonna do a new thing, but you have to pioneer what I'm gonna give you. In other words, leaders go first. If you want God to do something great, you've gotta be willing to step out first, not knowing what's about to happen. You gotta be willing to say, yeah, God, I'll go to church by myself, even if my family's not going. Yeah, God, I will be the one to stand in the gap. God, I will do whatever you ask me to do. See, we have to be willing to pioneer what God has called us to do. Your salvation is not based on your works, but your works should be a result of your salvation. And here Joshua is in a moment with God and God's letting him know, hey, I'm gonna do something great, but you're gonna have to be willing to leave it all. You know, Brian is the most handsome man I've ever seen in Wranglers and Boots. Handsome man ever. And when I met him and I kissed him for the first time, y'all, no lie, I thought I will never kiss another man for the rest of my life. Like I loved me some Brian Sparks. And in fact, I told him I loved him first and he told me I don't feel the same. True story. I cried the whole way home, the whole way home. And he told me he had never told a girl that he loved her. And um, he was 21 years old. And he said, I promise you this. When I tell you, I'll mean it. And it'll be forever. And so one day I came in and I unlocked the door to his apartment. I was coming over there. I thought I was surprising him before he got off work. And I walked in and he was down on one knee. And the first thought that hit me is, oh my gosh, he didn't pay his electric bill. I for real thought that. I thought, oh my word, he's, he's back on his bills. And all of a sudden I looked down and he was down on one knee and I was like, oh my gosh, he fell down in the dark. And then I realized there's candles all around. And you know those moments where everything comes into focus? Everything came into focus and I'm realizing he's saying, Crystal Jennifer McBrayer, I love you. Will you marry me? And I'm like, I didn't know what to say because I was like, he just said he loved me. <laughs> And I couldn't, I just stood there. And so then he said it again because I didn't respond, but I didn't know what to say. And I was like, yes, like, and I started crying and it was so great, you know, and I think about that. And whenever he asked me to marry him, he didn't say, hey, Crystal Jennifer McBrayer, will you marry me? And with that, it means a few years into our marriage, you're going to have a miscarriage. It's going to be the worst pain you ever walk through. Hey, Crystal Jennifer McBrayer, I I want you to marry me, but I want you to know there's gonna be a time in our life where God's gonna call us to leave everything we have. 
and we're going to pack it all up in a U-Haul and you're going to think that's the most painful moment, but it's not because we're going to drain all of our savings to do what God's called us to do. And then a few months in decide, oh, we're going to build a building. So we're going to drain it again. (laughs) He didn't tell me that he just wanted me to say yes to the step of just marrying him. And here's the thing is that God didn't let Moses know what was on the other side of his yes. He just asked him to say yes to what he was asking him to do right then. He didn't let Joshua know, hey, you're going to have to fight 31 kings. You're in a battle nonstop for five years. He didn't let him know, hey, when you announce this to the people, there's gonna be two people groups that don't go with you and you're gonna have to go anyways. He didn't let him know all that. You know why God doesn't talk about the problems to us? Because he knows that he has promises that are more than sufficient for every problem. Come on, can you clap and praise God like you mean it? He knows. He knows that his promises are are more than sufficient for every problem that we might have. That's why in Psalm 91, it says, for with a long life, he will satisfy you and show you his salvation. That is the promise to stand on the problem when you're going through a health diagnosis. That's why his word says in Genesis 12, three, that he says that I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. That is the promise that you stand on when people start coming against you. That's why he says in Psalm 34, verse 10, it says that those who love the Lord shall lack no good thing. That's the promise that you stand on when finances are being attacked. How about Deuteronomy 15.10 when God says that everything you put your hand to is going to prosper. That's the promise that you stand on when you're having a problem in your business. Come on, his promises are sufficient. But so many were saying, God, I don't want to pioneer the step that you asked me to take until you tell me the next 10 and I'll just tell you. God doesn't care that you want the next 10 steps. He ain't ways. He ain't Google Maps. He's like, baby, will you just say yes to what I'm asking you to do? And some of you are frustrated that God's not doing something next and something new in your life. And I just want to tell you that he's not going to give you something more to do until you do the last thing that he told you to do. Come on. I think if every woman in this place just left out of here and said, God, the next thing you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. Or the last thing that you've already told me to do, I'm going to do it. Guys, we would change the world. We would change the ever-loving world. We really would. But we want all the steps. We want to know where God's going to go in five years. And God's just like, hey, just go on the journey with me. See, I want to tell you that in our journey, you've got to be willing to let history and heaven tell your story. You don't get to write it. You've got to let history and heaven Tell the story. Have you ever been in traffic? Dallas people, we know traffic. Greenville, Roy City people, you really know traffic. Silver Springs people, you think Broadway is traffic. Silver Springs, where you at? I love y'all so much. You guys are my favorite. I remember because I was raised in Silver Springs. I thought that was traffic. And then I moved to Roy City and I was like, no, that is like preparation for real traffic. It's more than a red light, right? But have you ever been in traffic and you're there forever and you're thinking you're irritated, you're frustrated, and then all of a sudden you get up there after about 20, 30 minutes and you see the flashing lights and then your frustration goes to, oh Jesus, Lord, just help them. Lord, just bless them. Anybody like me? And then you get up closer and realize it ain't even on your side. Does somebody just want to throw something? I just want to start getting stuff out of my car and throwing it. I'm like, it wasn't even 
sitting here for 40 freaking minutes. Some of you just got offended that I said that. You're fine. You're fine. You're really fine. But for real, like that's the way we feel, right? And I was praying and the Lord says, that's exactly what the spiritual looks like. There is a spiritual backup, not because of other people's obedience or disobedience, but because you're not acting on what God's called you to act on. And other people aren't able to get to where they're going because you are sitting there going, God, will you just show me what to do? Will you tell me what to do? And everybody's backed up waiting for you to move. Just take the next step. What's your next step? Here Joshua is, and God tells him over and over again, you've got to be strong and very courageous. you got to be very strong and very courageous. He says it to him so many times that I'm sure Joshua's like, okay, God, I get it. What do you want me to do? And so he gets the people and he tells them to get ready. Here's the funny part is God didn't even tell them where they were about to go. He was just looking for Joshua to say yes. And then he would show them the next thing. And for a lot of you, let me just tell you, you'll realize after you act, the reason why God needed you to say yes. You know, at the start of last year, God, um, how many of you guys watch Wednesdays with Crystal? You guys watch my YouTube channel? I see y'all. At the beginning of last year, God told me, he said, Crystal, I want you to get product on your website, product on your website. I was like, okay, Lord, it sounds really dumb, right? And so it was December 1st and I was in my quiet time. And I was like, God, I just feel like you haven't really given me direction on what I'm supposed to do. What do you want me to do? He said, you still haven't put product on your website. And I was like, oh yeah, I told you I'd do that by the end of this year. So I got to the office and I was like, y'all, I need product on my website before December 31st. And I ain't playing. God ain't playing. He needs some stuff on my website. So I got busy and started making some stuff to put on my website. And um, one of the shirts that we made um, were the Make Her Story sweatshirts. Have you guys seen that? Um, They're so cute. And it came through, I saw a picture on Instagram and I saw this girl, she looked so cute. And her sweatshirt said something else like love, empathy, something like that. But I just loved, like, she looked cute. I was like, ooh, I want that cute look, right? And so Crystal Figueroa and I got together and we started playing around. Well, what is the sweatshirt gonna say? And she was sending me ideas. And when I saw Make Her Story, I was like, ooh, this is good. Like, I like this. I think this could be good. So we put them out. And um, last Sunday, I flew to Disney. Any Disney lovers in here? God loves Disney. He really does. Um, Jesus is there, y'all. Every time I go, I have so much clarity. And like, I'm a better pastor to you guys because I go to Disney. Um, True story. When I go there, I'm like, okay, I can love your people again. Um, And so I was, we were going through the airport and I was wearing my Make Her Story sweatshirt. And truly, I didn't have like a God moment that morning getting ready. I was just like, this is a big, comfortable sweatshirt. I haven't been working out like I should. I need to cover up some stuff, so cover up some fluff. And so we're walking through and one of the girls we were meeting in the airport had ordered a sweatshirt. So Ashley, can y'all give it up for Ashley? Isn't she awesome? So she was carrying a Make Her Story sweatshirt through the airport and we were teasing. We're like, man, Crystal Sparks Ministries doesn't have a day off. Even when you're flying out, you gotta make deliveries. And so we're laughing. Well, here comes this TSA agent and she said, oh girls, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. Well, I'm thinking, "Uh uh-oh, we're about to get shut down by TSA. And she goes, I've got to get a picture of this. So she's getting her phone out. She goes, y'all just don't even understand. She said, this is God right now. This is God. Like, this is God. Y'all, this is God. God sent you to me. And I'm thinking, I'm still like, 
what is happening that we're getting shut down by a government agent? Like, this is so weird. I, a side note, I threw my luggage at a TSA agent on accident a few months ago. So I thought maybe it was that, um, but it wasn't. And she goes, I've got to show you this text message. She said, I was just texting my girlfriend the other night and she's got tears starting to form in her eyes. And she said, I was telling her the dreams in my heart. And she said, girl, you're gonna make history. And she said, I sent back to her and said, no, I'm gonna make her story. And she said, this is God telling me it's time to step out. So I I grabbed her up right there. I said, can I pray for you? I started to pray for her. I'm crying. She's crying. Ashley's crying. Mamaw's crying. See, Figs is crying. We're all crying sitting there in the airport. And all of a sudden I realized when I walked away from her, I thought it was about the product. God knew it was about a TSA agent. He knew. And he was waiting for my yes. He was waiting for me to say, okay, like whatever you want, whatever you'll do. And it's been so crazy to me because now those have gone out all over the nation. We've got people wearing them in New York and Wisconsin and and all over the world. And I'm so overwhelmed by it because to me, it's what's interesting is what started with one is now become many. And what God spoke to me in a quiet time is now in so many people. And and I began to think about how when God starts something, it's always in a whisper, but it ends in a shout. And when I read this in Joshua chapter one, I want you to see this, that God was telling Joshua, I need you to be strong and I need you to be very courageous. And, And so he gets before the people and after God has told it to him three or four times, Joshua, be strong and be very courageous. And he goes to the people and he says, guys, listen, we gotta be strong and we gotta be very courageous. But what I love is in verse 18, the people are saying it back to him. They're saying the words that Moses had heard from God. They're reminding Moses of what God said. What started with a whisper became a shout. What started as something small became something big. She is one, but she's many. There's a multiplication effect that God wants to do in your life. And I want to ask you, because here's the thing is if I would have held on to the old thing that God had me doing, I would never have embraced the new thing that God was moving me into. And, I, and I'm not saying, well, Crystal, is it really just about a TSA agent? Well, I can tell you, did we put her picture up here? They did? Okay, good. Isn't she pretty? I would say for God it was. And there's somebody who's waiting for you to take a step. And one day they're going to come back and tell you what you heard from God. They're going to repeat it right back to you. Why? Because what starts with a whisper, it always ends in a shout. And when we take the step, then all of a sudden history in heaven begins to tell the story. And all of a sudden it's really not about the sweatshirt and it's really not about an event called sisterhood. It's about us coming together as women and saying, God, we'll say yes to whatever you ask us to do. And when we begin to do that, we're unstoppable. You know, Joshua then, he, he leads all the people out. And what I love when you read on, it says that as they put their feet into the water, the waters parted. The water was the thing that he was fearful of. And what I think is interesting is it stopped when he stepped. And some of you are waiting for something to stop in your life and it's not gonna stop till you step. When you step in obedience, it's gonna stop. That depression will stop. The overwhelming feeling will stop. 
that marriage will stop falling apart. Those kids will stop being rebellious. Come on, somebody. They're waiting for you to step. When you step, it'll stop. God's waiting for your yes. Can I pray for you today? If you're comfortable, can you just open your hands just as a sign of surrender? Lord, we just say yes. We say yes to whatever you have for us. Lord, right now I speak over every one of your daughters. Lord, I speak over them. Be strong and be very courageous. Don't hold back. Some of you are painting out worst case scenarios and how everything could fall apart. And I just feel like God just saying, well, what if it works? What if it works? He wouldn't call you to do something to watch you fail. He's called you to do it because he wants you to overcome. So Father God, I thank you right now in Jesus name that God, I thank you that when they step, it's gonna stop. Lord, I thank you that as they say yes, that God, what you what they said start in a whisper, God is gonna end in a shout. That God, that she is one, but she's many. That there's so many people waiting for her to say yes. There's gonna be businesses started. There's gonna be people going back to school. There's gonna be people stepping out in ministry. There's going to be people leading groups. All kinds of things are about to happen, Father, on the other side of their yes. So, Father, I thank you right now. In Jesus' name, we say yes. We say yes. If you're hearing the sound of my voice and you say, Crystal, I don't know Jesus Christ. I've never asked him into my heart or into my life. Friend, let me tell you, there's no better yes that you can say than that right there. If you're hearing the sound of my voice and you say, Crystal, I don't know Jesus. I've never asked him into my heart or into my life. I wanna tell you that he loves you so much. Even when you quit on you, he's never quit on you. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, you wanna give Jesus your life for the first time, or maybe you wanna give your life anew to Jesus. You've made some mistakes, you've fallen away, but today you wanna start your relationship back with him. With every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If you'll just lift your hand on the count of three, I wanna pray for you right where you're at. One, two, three, lift your hand. I see hands everywhere. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Can we pray this together as a sisterhood? Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Take all that I am. I hold nothing back. In Jesus' name. And everybody who believed it said, amen, amen. Can we just give it up for every sister who just prayed that? I'm so proud of you. Hey, I hope that encouraged you. I know that I've heard so many people say how it really spoke to their heart and to their life. And so I hope you feel the same way. If you'll do me a favor, can you take a second, share this with your friends and family, help us get the word out so we can help others. And hey, let's do something awesome for God this week.